Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in, listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Mosaic Church Online. I want to ask you if you're sitting at home, wherever you might be, I know by design you have tuned in to our online worship experience. So we're going to do our Bible confession. For all of you who are new to this, we're simply stating what we believe will happen after we hear the message today, while we're hearing the message. So hold your Bible up or your phone. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, welcome to Mosaic Church Online. Uh, This is one of those moments that none of us expected. Uh, We never expected anything like this, a pandemic in our lifetime where uh, we would keep reducing mass gatherings from 250 to 50 to 10 and we certainly want to do our part as Mosaic Church to help bring uh, a quicker response and healing to what's going on and not gathering together and being contagious and passing this virus from one person to another is certainly a, a great start and we hope that as a result of everybody pulling together and uniting to comply with the suggestions of leadership uh, is, a, is a, a, a way that we can participate in uh, bringing he- healing to our land. I was thinking back today uh, at some of the times that in my life have, have marked my life, one of which was the Murrah Building bombing right here in our city and uh, how devastating and difficult that was. At the same time, we saw uh, Oklahomans uh, at their best in response to a moment that was the worst in the history of our state. And, and we watched people pull together that had different uh, opinions about theology, politics, and life. But when we came together, all of those things no longer mattered in that moment. And uh, it did some things for us that otherwise might not have happened. And it cost a lot of people their lives. We lost a lot of friends, family, and relatives. And uh, it was terrible tragedy. And then I think about 9-11 when we lost nearly 3,000 people uh, due to another horrible act of terror. And now today uh, we are experiencing something invisible, something that... Uh, Scientists are working hard day and night to try to find uh, a cure or a a vaccine to respond to this horrible virus. Now, I want to encourage us today, whenever circumstances are unchangeable, we can't change them right now. They, They are having this impact daily. We have to be willing to change. And those of you who have known me for many years know that I don't cancel church for anything. Uh, We never have, but in this situation, I felt very strongly that we needed to unite uh, with 
the public sector with businesses, government buildings, and government operations. And as the church, we need to join in and uh, unite with all of these different organizations to hopefully uh, put a stop uh, to this virus spreading any more than it already has. And so uh, I'd like to ask you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18. Uh, and it says in verse 1, At that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child, had him stand among them, and he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It's very humbling when we see what's happening in our country and around the world that some of the greatest minds and most brilliant people on this planet are fighting day and night to find a, a, a vaccine. And uh, it's humbling for us because there's really nothing uh, that we can do uh, to stop this uh, except trust that those who are equipped and skilled and educated to handle these kinds of things will do so. And we must at this time trust them, but more than that, and as always, we need to trust God. Uh, this did not catch God by surprise and many people during times like these begin to question the authority and the deity and the power of God and they ask where is God I want to propose that we not ask that question I want to propose that we ask where are we in relationship to God God is in the very same place today that he was nearly 2,000 years ago when he had total authority to rescue his son from the cross what we didn't know at that time, or not us, but the disciples was, that had Christ been rescued, the rest of the world would have been lost. One life in exchange for the lives of billions and billions of people, past, present, and future, were saved as a result of God's decision to allow his son to die a death on the cross so that we could be redeemed. We didn't understand it. And uh, they didn't understand it then. We sometimes don't understand it now. But it's great to know that God sent his only son to die on the cross so that we could be saved. Now, he made a change. Now we have to make a change. He did something that had never been done, that one man would give his life for the lives of people past, present, future. And now we have to understand the very first thing that we must do is experience, to experience radical change is to possess a radical trust in God. And in uh, Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six, a scripture that we're all very familiar with, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So today we can't change what's going on uh, in America or around the world, but we can put our trust in God. The last thing we wanna do is fear. We wanna be strong, we wanna believe, and we want to be positive. We realize that there are already many lives that have been lost. In fact, I pulled this up right before we began this message. Active cases, 
in our country as of today, 169,700 people uh, or active cases around the world. And uh, 95% are in a in mild condition. And then the serious or critical are 7,700 and, and 98, 161,902 mild cases, 7,798 series or critical out of 169,700. Closed cases, 101,898, uh, 90,605 have been discharged and recovered, and there have been 11,293 deaths. And so I can look at all of the cases that are closed, and, and it's horrific. But then I can look and say 90,000 plus of those have been discharged or recovered. The temptation is to only look at the number of deaths, and, and as bad as that is, there is hope as I look at the stats, believing that many and most are going to, to recover. And uh, I want us to trust God uh, with not just what's going on around the world and, and trusting God that there will be a, a vaccine uh, soon, but to trust Him with our very lives. I mean, it's, it's not over, and, and some would say it's far from over, but I am believing that we're closer to a, a cure and a solution and a vaccine than we're aware of. I'm praying for scientists, doctors, and those that are, are trying to find some kind of response to this, that they will find one sooner than later, and that those who have been physically weak, that you will become physically strong. In the midst of this, God can strengthen us, and I'm believing that He will, but we must put our trust in Him. And you say, well, what, what can we do? Well, wake up early and pray. Wake up early and declare God's Word. Say five nice things by design to someone. I, I talked to someone the other day, and they said, you know, we just decided to get on the phone and start calling people and ask them, how are you? I'm praying for you. I just want you to be encouraged. We need to encourage one another every day and not just accidentally or when we run into somebody just say something nice, but we need to communicate by design and encourage one another every day. Let's not let our emotional and mental well-being get sick. Let's stay strong in our mind, strong in our soul, and strong in our spirit. And I believe that will help inspire our bodies to respond to those kinds of uh, encouragement and phone calls. And I believe it's going to change things. Uh, you know, if nothing else, find an elderly couple and say, man, we're just believing for you. We're praying for you. And ask them, is there anything we can do for you? Because we know that this, this virus has its greatest impact and effect on the elderly whose immune system may be weak and they're older. Uh, reach out to somebody today and, and help them. That is going to be something I believe that's going to uh, help our society and help people across our country and around the world. Secondly, radical change not only requires trust, but radical grace. The thing that has been such a difficult, so difficult for me is is to watch uh, initially uh, the politicizing 
of this virus. Uh, you know, you have Democrats, Republicans, and others, and you know, people are blaming Trump and people are blaming other sides of, of the other side of the aisle. We can't do that. That doesn't unite us. We need to stand strong, and whether you like the president or not, pray for him. Whether you like Democrats or Republicans or not, pray for them. They're doing the best they can. They've been dealt a hand that none of them asked for. And we may have differences of beliefs, theologically, politically, and other ways. But the reality is we're in this together. And uh, as human beings, and let's bring it home, um, as Americans, let's not get angry. Let's demonstrate grace. Let's love one another. Love never fails. And I believe it's the greatest thing that we have to offer today is our love and our grace and, and patience as we wait and as we, some of us are isolated, quarantined, whatever it might be, you're bored out of your mind, let's stand strong and believe God that there is a solution and let's have grace. Uh, rather than attacking one another, let's, let's do something. So what can I do? Well, some of you stockpile Purell. Some of you have this ample supply of, of Purell that you're rubbing your hands. What about if you just gave some of that away? And let's talk about toilet paper. Who came up with this idea? Those of us who grew up in the country, we have no fear. There's toilet paper everywhere. And so, uh, you know, it's just amazing to me that, that we're stockpiling. We call it prepping. Uh, I'm going to call a lot of it hoarding. I mean, the reality is this is no longer just about us. This is about our world, our neighbors, our friends, our relatives, and our community. And I want to encourage you. Some of you even are critical of that churches are not opening their doors. I've listened to podcasts from numerous pastors in the past week or two, and uh, it's been a little disheartening to me because uh, some people believe that churches shouldn't close their doors, and, and I would historically have agreed with that. However, this is something I've never experienced or faced before, and we never want people to feel condemned if they can't make it to church so if we open the doors to church and you have immature or young christians who somebody says well bless god we go to church no matter what and they show up and maybe they've been exposed to the coronavirus or maybe they would be exposed to it at our church we don't want that we don't want them to feel condemned for not coming mature christians of all people should understand that that we are going to exercise faith whether the doors are opened or not. This is our church, and that we're going to uh, we're going to take time to consider not just ourselves and not just saying, "Well, I'm a person of faith; it's not going to affect me." And I believe that with you. However, we have to look from the weakest, our youngest Christian, to the most mature and elderly, most elder Christian, and be willing to uh, to have grace on those who are doing something different than we are. Uh, God's position, as I've already stated, has never changed, and so we have to change our response uh, to this crisis. After 9-11, here were some of the people's response that were affected, and one of them says, I found myself examining what freedom really means to me. I realized we are not one world as much as we would like to be. Another person says, I became more aware instead of self-aware. I've lost a lot of my self-entitlement. Another person says, I realized life can never be taken for granted. 
there are so many positive things that we can draw from this most negative moment. The thing that we must always remember is to never give up hope, never become angry, never become judgmental, never become mean, never allow ourselves to be polarized uh, because of a circumstance that we have no control over. Another story says, my partner and I were on duty as paramedics. We watched a man pass out hundreds of U.S. flags to drivers on the street. I saw something I had never before seen personified. Pride, love of country, solidarity, determination. Tears ran down my face. I knew America would not only survive, but recover, overcome, and thrive. I always loved my country, but that day I fell in love with it. And there is a difference in loving and being in love. And not, not saying that, you know, this is not just about America, but this is about the world. And we need to love people all over the world, all around the world, and make sure that we do this next thing. Radical change requires radical prayer. Ask the following questions when you pray. Not, not God, what can you do for me? But God, what do you want from me? What can I do to make a difference during this, this crisis? Number two, what do I want from me? I think it's very, very important for us to be aware of the world around us and self-aware of our response to what's going on in the world around us. Number three, what do others need from me? What do other people need from me? What can I do to contribute to the lives of other people? What would they benefit from my change or my assistance? Number four, what if I actually gave more of myself, more of my income for God's sake and for the sake of others? And I want to say this to those of you that have either lost your job or your business is closed down or where you work is closed down. I'm going to say this to you. God knows where you are. And if you lost your job, you're going to get a better one. If you had a certain income at that job, I believe you're going to get more at the next one. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So ask yourself the question, what if I started today? What would that look like today? If I just decided to do what you're talking about today, what does that look like? It's very, very important to remember, God said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. What the devil meant for harm, God's going to turn for good. I believe that. And that we don't have to worry if we live in the secret place, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, and we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. None of these plagues are going to come near our dwelling. That's what I'm declaring. And I want you to declare the Word of God. It's very, very important that we rely on God's Word. You know, many times people read the Bible just to feel good. Uh, and it certainly does feel good to read the Bible. But the Bible is loaded with promises from God. And we need to embrace those promises. That God has plans for us to prosper us, not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. We need to realize that this is a moment in time. It's not 
all the time. It's a moment in time. And our response to this moment will not only help us to bring change to our nation and the world, but personal change that we'll realize we got through this. We're stronger than we thought we were. And we're not going to give up. We're not going to give out. And we're not going to give in. So it's very, very important that when you're speaking to someone or even just thinking thoughts in your head, that you remember that as we think in our hearts, so are we. You need to see yourself as an overcomer. You need to see yourself as more than a conqueror. And that, that God in you, he who began that work in you, is going to bring it to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. And that he's able to do more than we can think or imagine according to the power that's at work in us. I want you to begin to find even just a handful of scriptures that you can uh, use every day to address fear when it knocks at your door, doubt when it knocks at your door, people who say, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And let's just say that might be the case nationally or internationally. But I would say this, I'm going to get better even if it gets worse. I'm going to get better. I choose to. I'm going to make radical changes in the way I think, the way I speak, the way I respond. I'm going to make those radical changes in my life. And I want to challenge us as we're at home. Uh, many people working from home now. They're not going out. Restaurants are closing. Beaches are closing. Spring break this week. Many people had trips planned. They had to cancel them. Let's not get angry and say, I can't believe that happened. Well, I lost X amount of money on an airline ticket. You're going to get a refund. Maybe not from the airline, but you're going to get a refund from somewhere because God is not going to let your faith go unanswered. So believe Him for great things to happen. And I want to take just a moment because I know today there are people watching Mosaic Church and numerous other churches. You're searching for answers. And I can say this to you. I don't know uh, how long any of us are going to live. The Bible says we'll all die. I'm going to be encouraging here in just a moment. But the reality is I can't, I can't determine the, the, the quantity of my life. Uh, none of us really can. We don't know when that, that day comes. But we can determine the quality of our lives, which means we can live lives filled with joy and peace and confidence and faith and know that, uh, you know what, everything's going to work out. God's going to make everything work out. And it all begins by making Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. I remember before I gave my life to Christ, I would go to bed at night scared to death. I knew enough about heaven and hell that, that, that there was an afterlife. There was a life after this one. And that I knew I didn't know Jesus. I had been taught Jesus. I had been taught the Bible. And uh, I had rejected those things. And then one day I came to the point where I realized I couldn't live the rest of my life in fear and doubt, going to bed at night wondering uh, what would happen if I died in my sleep. I no longer question that because I know that the Bible says that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us that where he is, we might be also. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So we know that Jesus is watching over us, watching over the world. It's not where is God. It's where are we in our relationship with God. 
And so right now, I want to pray a prayer with all of you watching. I want to pray for you first, and then I want to pray with you. So I want to ask you right now, just right where you're at, the reason I want to ask you to do this is I want you to close out everything around you. Just close your eyes right now. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you that you are the strength of our lives. We look to heaven. That's where our help comes from. And so I pray for all of those who have been battling sickness, fear, doubt, unbelief, all of the things, Lord, that are, would, would hold us back from having the abundant life that your son paid for us to have. I pray for peace in homes and hearts. I pray for joy that is off the charts. I ask you, God, to bring uh, confidence and hope into the hearts and homes of everyone watching and listening. And Lord, we are believing you for miracles. I pray for doctors and scientists. I pray for our government leaders. I pray for our president. God, help them during this time. Put aside all of our differences and unite us, God, to stand strong as one. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want to ask you to pray with me this prayer of accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son to die on the cross for me. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin and I begin today living by faith, not fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I wanna ask you to do something. If you prayed that prayer and you've been watching online, I wanna ask you uh, to, to go to Facebook. I wanna ask you to go to YouTube, go to our website. And I wanna ask you to respond to this message today. And, by, and in doing that, you're encouraging other, other viewers who are watching us, just encourage one another at Mosaic Church OKC. Go to my site, Mark Anthony Crow, wherever. Let's begin today encouraging one another. And so if you gave your life to Jesus today, I wanna to ask you to, to text the word SAVE to 405-500-1310. Text the word SAVE, 405-500-1310. We're so thrilled that you've tuned in. Right now, I wanna take just a moment and speak to you about giving. At every one of our worship experiences, right after we invite people to receive Jesus, we give people an opportunity to worship through giving. And uh, you know, as much as it's a concern to those of you who have been laid off temporarily or you've lost your job or your source of income, uh, the church is no different. We operate by love gifts, offerings and tithes. That's how we operate. And uh, we are experiencing, just like you, a moment where we're having to exercise faith in a different way. And so fortunately, we have uh, several ways that you can give. Obviously, you can send a, a check or an offering in through the mail. And uh, you can go to our website and you'll find our address there. And that's Mosaic Church OKC. Uh, or you can give online at mosaicokc.church. You can just right here on your computer, mosaicokc.church or the simplest way is to text GIVE to 405-546-2226. 405-546-2226. And as the pastor of Mosaic, I gotta tell you, I, I have been so blessed by your faithfulness to give and honor God and worship God through your giving. I pray that you will take this moment seriously and see that all the churches, not just Mosaic, uh, exist and thrive 
because of you. And I so appreciate your faithfulness to give, and especially in times like these when we're all going, man, we've got we've to join together. And I believe as we give, God will do what he said. He'll give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Thank you so much for joining Mosaic Church online. Uh, we look forward to the time when we gather again at our location and celebrate God together. Until then, be blessed and enjoy a life of peace, love, and joy, and grace in God. We'll see you soon. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.